0: I've sold enough properties in my life that I wish I kept those properties. They were just perfect for me. And, uh, uh, but those properties, those gains, allow me to move up. And moving up allow me to make more money. So, the, so, so keep it simple. The bigger the mortgage, the more money you make. <laughs> okay? So even though I look back and say, I wish I had that, I wish I had this, uh, they allow me to move to the next level get into better opportunities because they're the bigger cash flow.
1: Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, the program that shines a spotlight on positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization in the city of brotherly love. Coming to you live from the G-Town Radio Studio on Maplewood Mall in Germantown. Here's your host, Alina DeLisser. Well, hello everyone out there listening and welcome to another episode of the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show. Today's guest is Stan Smith. Stan is a socially responsible real estate developer who specializes in commercial real estate development in Mount Airy and Germantown. Offering customized office spaces, Stan is particularly focused on working with nonprofits because he knows and understands the challenges that they face in terms of funding requirements as well as their unique real estate needs. Born and raised in Puerto Rico, Stan finished high school at Chestnut Hill Academy here in Philadelphia, and then he went on to get a degree from the University of Massachusetts, and he's also studied at Temple University. Stan recognizes the importance of community development through responsible real estate investment and has made this a very important goal for his company and for his life. Throughout his real estate career, Stan's focus has always been the same, on creating value while strengthening blighted neighborhoods. Welcome to the show, Stan.
0: Hey, great to be here. Thank you.
1: To, how did you get interested in real estate? Well, uh,
0: um, first of all, I was working, um, I, I went through the buying program in, uh, for retail, for department stores, uh, Bloomingdale's Old and Taylor May Company, and typically you work, you know, especially in the five months before the Christmas holiday, you're working 90 hours a week. So one day it occurred to me, I know I can make more money for me if I put 90 hours a week.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: know that. That was like the beginning of my, let's get started. I was, also, I knew that I wanted to be self-employed. At that time, I was ignorant not to know that that meant being an entrepreneur. And the freedom of being self-employed was really attractive to me. So this is how I jumped in.
1: So what was your first uh, real estate investment? Do you remember? Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I started out like around 1987, and uh, I had a small trust, uh, being released to me when I was getting married at the same time, so that sort of paid for like house household bills. So it took some pressure off and not worrying about that for the first year. I still had to find investors and raise money, mm-hmm. so that was that was hard. But you learn fast. So um, anyway, I started doing uh, uh, tax sales because I could afford eight hundred dollar deposits. <laughs> $2,000 deposits off my credit cards. I can do that.
1: It's so like the tax sales. Explain to our audience what a tax sale is with it, with regards to real estate.
0: Well, the, the, the city has a log. Just so you know, the city has a log of like 30,000 properties that are due for property taxes outstanding. So they, they, they can't like put so much uh, a year when they're averaging 1,200 maybe properties or 1,000 properties a, a month. It's going to take forever to get there. So anyway uh that was you know that was enough inventory for me to find something so it it uh, it was just the beginning okay. it's not not really the, the best resource for an mm-hmm. investor to go t- to make the money you need to make. This scores to be made and you've got to follow it, but it's not shouldn't be your main source of focus you know
1: but so that- fr- but that first property was from a tax sale
0: i I started buying a tax sale at the same time um I did a deal in Rittenhouse Square, a condo through allen Dom Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bought it for 200,000. Uh my best friend uh, lived in Philly. He got me the mortgage. He co-signed with me and uh so I did a rehab, I hired a, a designer. It cost me like 7 grand just to have her f- as a fee, but she brought all the contractors in. And I turned out turned out to make like $50,000 after 6 months of wor- worth of work. Sweet. So I got lucky. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. Uh, I was very lucky so uh so that's one of my first deals
1: but that was that was a great way to kick it off I mean, oh like sure yeah. was
0: but built you build momentum off of that so that was great
1: so was that was that enough for you to quit the the well, nine I, to five job I, I, or you I still actually
0: have... I actually moved from california i got when I realized I wanted to do mm-hmm. possibly real estate I got my license in California, and then I realized it's too expensive for a novice, mm-hmm. so I said. When I heard that you can do tax sales for eight hundred, I'm bolting back to Philly because I had I, I have a you know close relationship with the city, so I was like I'm doing that.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, that's great.
0: <laughs> when you got credit cards, you go up to ten grand. You're like I can do that.
1: Right, right. <laughs> oh man, so you know, so Stan. In addition to. Um, your work right now as a commercial real estate developer here in Germantown, you also mentor a lot of new and aspiring real estate developers through the Jumpstart Germantown program. Tell us about your connection with Jumpstart and how long you've been one of the mentors.
0: So from the very beginning, um, listen, I've been uh, partners with Ken Weinstein for like 13 years. So we have a relationship, which has been outstanding, He's a visionary, and, you know, we learned together. Uh, he was in my office complex as a flex space tenant for, like, seven years, so obviously we built a relationship, and we actually built our knowledge together on commercial office space for nonprofits, for example, <clears throat> even though you end up doing retail and restaurants and mixed use, but we learned about commercial together, and uh, so, you know, so being around him has been amazing. And uh, so for me, it was a no-brainer to jump in, you know, our support whatever Ken wants to do. He's visionary. and uh,
1: So you were right there at the beginning as one of the mentors, right? Yeah,
0: as a mentor. And then next thing you know, I'm doing Jumpstart Kensington, Jumpstart North Philly. I also do Philadelphia Score, which is for new business. So I love mentoring. I think it's rewarding. I think it's something that I, I have to do. So I have a joke. Uh, I, I smoke cigars, so I smoke one every day at 6 o'clock. So if, if in the you, morning or in the evening? Uh, that too. Okay. <laughs> so at 6 o'clock, you want to... Okay. You want to talk to me? (laughs)
1: Okay. Because
0: you can't talk to me during the day. You want to talk to me? Do it during my cigar. I'll talk real estate and cigar forever. Okay. Okay? And cigar can can last two hours easy. So anyway, keep that in mind, everybody. (laughs) Which is crazy, but it works for me.
1: So you've developed, you have your own particular process for onboarding your mentees now that you're doing, yeah, are doing done, so I've many. done so many right. done
0: for so long now. So it's like I, a
1: roadmap that you have, right? Yeah,
0: I have a roadmap and, uh, it's, and uh, <clears throat> it's really good. Uh, it's just an alternative discussion from the class you take at Germantown, which I think is great, you know, um, it's just a different perspective, you know, what's great about mentors is everybody has a different um, path to success. And uh, there's different ways to get there. And having more than one mentor is an excellent idea. And um, with 30 years plus, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, my, my way doesn't always work, but it works for me. Right, right. But at, but at least you can take the good and the bad. And the funny thing is I'll tell you sometimes, this is bad advice. Don't take it, but I'm giving it to you <laughs> because I know it works for me, but not for you.
1: Right, right. So. so how do you how do you see yourself as a mentor? Is it part coach, part Counselor, you, part advisor, I, part I, I, priest. I, I
0: end up, I can cover all grounds. Okay. I've done that. Okay. Uh, um, I try to stay focused with the real estate, even though we end up in other discussions. Well, but, yeah, I mean
1: the, all the other issues that come, know, right?
0: Yeah, people bring other issues that are they, they think they're barriers, and, and so I sort of have to break it down and say, no, it's not a barrier. You mm-hmm. know, we mm-hmm. just this is how you should handle this, and blah blah blah. blah. But uh, <clears throat> I met a lot of. Uh, great novices. I think my biggest challenge is um, the commitment it takes to focus in the detail of your journey. Um, People have a lot on their plate. And uh, especially if you're part-time, because you have a full-time job, even though it can be successful, it it requires a discipline. And uh, you have to be uh, what I call 24-7 into real estate mindset you know so, it's right. so, not a hobby yeah, yeah can't not, treat it like not until you're educated mm-hmm. you know
1: mm-hmm. so walk us through you know the, um, you know. what are some of the common mistakes that you're seeing the or that you've traditionally seen the newbies make I am I, uh, regardless of whether they went through the Jumpstart program or not I,
0: I harp harp on this hard and this is not complicated it's a long journey uh, it's never too late to start real estate um Real estate will be will give you the financial independence, and the wealth will come from by default, but because as you accumulate assets and you hold, you have a net worth that keeps increasing. Uh, but I harp hard on real estate is not hard; it's just a lot, and uh, too much education too fast, you're going to lose it. Uh, it's got to be a you got to walk before you run. Uh, I think it's important that from the get go. You are involved in investment groups, something that you're going to probably uh, outlive and, and grow up out of it, but it's part of your your, your journey. Uh, you meet people of the same likes above you, below you. You're going to meet sellers, wholesalers, buyers, investors, scammers. You're going to meet everybody. But it's it's part of that journey of networking. Mm-hmm. So networking is an essential piece of your, your pie because networking brings not just money and opportunities to buy and sell, but also knowledge from other people which is right, amazing Right. you know
1: yeah there are a lot of people that are the lone rangers when it comes to when they're starting out and they feel like oh i don't want to tell people what i'm doing i don't want to know because they're afraid i'm um, going to lose the deal if no, i tell too many people to, what i'm looking at
0: well that you if you have something on the contract or about to get right. on the contract maybe you want to be silent but <laughs> <laughs> okay. and even after you get a contract you might you should consider it being silent so uh on, on the opportunity but I also think that besides the uh, networking, and, and because you don't have that network of base, where do you start? Go to investment groups. And then I also, in addition, I think it's important that education is an essential piece of, of your of your journey. I believe that every quarter of the month, every three months, you should have accomplished either um, a seminar of the investment group or uh, or a, or a educational class uh, I know uh, Temple does an amazing job with the real estate classes. Uh, there is uh, web seminars from web links uh, that you should always be thinking and talking you know and uh, this is essential. This goes for a long mm-hmm. time, goes yeah. forever. yeah uh, And those two, two two parts are essential to your beginning of your journey um, and you got to commit to it.
1: right so put it on the calendar. Yeah. and just make it part of your, your 12-month plan, right?
0: Yeah, and then also add a mentor, more than one if you can.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you, you generously give of your time, but, you know, for a lot of people, um, how, can, how can a new investor make themselves attractive to a potential mentor? Because a lot of people are looking for mentors, don't have access to something like the Jumpstart Germantown Network, on BiggerPockets, that website, BiggerPockets.com. Oh, yeah, it's, a great, it's a great. It's a great website. website. Lots of times I, I, I'm on see, it. Lots of times you see people, newbies, put post. Hey, I'm looking for a mentor. Is there somebody who can help me analyze this deal? And it's kind of like, uh, you know, how can new uh, novices make themselves well, more appealing uh, most, for, to to you I know wanna, to experienced people? Tell like you, you?
0: The investment groups easy to find them. Okay, people are happy to share. <clears throat> most people are happy to mm-hmm. share. And and that and that's a great way to learn. Uh, so it's it's torturous, especially in the winter and a Wednesday night when it's snowing. I gotta right. tell you, you don't want to go for months to come because the winters are five months around here. But if you pay your dues and you go in there and you learn something, one thing that was valuable in a two-hour conversation, it was worth it. Right. The, the torture. Right. So you got to put your time and your commitment. You know and. Uh, and a lot of novices, I I, I gotta stress that. So, and especially in the beginning, it's gonna take you probably seven years before you say I I, I know what I'm doing. <clears throat> so, to put it all together, construction, zoning, title,
1: the full uh, financing,
0: package. the whole package. So,
1: so for the for the novices starting out, who are the the key people um, that should be on their team starting out.
0: Well, I. One of the speeches I I give is building your professional team. Uh, That's probably uh, 15, minimum 15 people. I tell them, you know, you should have three spreadsheets that you're gonna be married to. You're gonna spend more time in the spreadsheets than you are with your wife, but they're gonna be golden and they're gonna make you money. You know, one of the spreadsheets would be my professional team. And uh, well, how do you you build it? Well, I'm building it right now because I'm doing my first residential uh, project in 20 years. Oh, it was right across the street from the office. It was a no-brainer, and I wanted to get my son, who works for me, involved in his per- first project. So I, I had to go back to residential, which is, which is a b- torturous for me because, you know, I know where the money's at, the real money. It's in commercial. It's in
1: commercial, right. You know,
0: in the long term. Because uh, it's about holding, not about buying and selling, even though it's temporary. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I'm building, I have to build my residential contractors because all I have is mostly commercial. It doesn't always apply or, or translate. So I'm driving around streets. I'm seeing, I'm talking to people. Hey, you, who, this is my t- first line to everybody. Do you have somebody you like that is priced right? Give it up, you know, put in my spreadsheet. I'm doing that right now. Then I'm. I just got a text this morning from my uh, draft guy who said, Stan, I got a stucco guy for you. He just texted me the information because I asked him that question. And then I'm driving by and I stop by on the project. This
1: is a little depressing to me because, I mean, you've been in the game for 30 plus years. Yeah. And the fact that you still have to bird dog it, drive around and ask for referrals for contractors? Uh,
0: for residential.
1: For residential. Okay. Uh, okay.
0: So different animal, different, different pricing.
1: Right, uh, right. Okay.
0: Different skill level too. Uh, commercial tend to have the skill level, but they're going to be priced too high. So, uh, so it's not going to fit in your budget. Got it. Okay. So that's why you got to make the adjustment. So, uh, you can, some guys, you can translate and make it work, but it's overall it's difficult. They're high school label guys. They don't want to, you know, they want, they want to make the money on commercial.
1: Right. right. Okay. So, so, so so you're in the process of, of building this residential
0: professional team, professional team uh, again. So I'm talking to people. Uh, I'm stopping by projects. I'm always when I'm driving. I'm always looking, looking. Oh, I see this. Oh, I see that. Let me stop and talk to this guy. You know, it's 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 torturous because uh, sometimes you got for the same skill level. Let's say a stucco guy. I you know I could go through five or six guys talking to them, finding out hey, he ain't right. <laughs> you know, plus it, it's you know pricing is important. So residential, I mean, I call it control costs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which means, you know, you've got to be reasonable and you got to come down to my prices. And um, so sometimes it takes six, seven meetings with different guys to get, okay. there, to get wow. there. That's a lot of work. Yeah, But once you build your professional team and, and contractors know that you're going to pay and you're good with your money and, and you're a good guy or a or, or guy of integrity, they, they'll, they'll work with you. So.
1: So, so talk a little bit more about the vetting of a contractor, how investor vet a contractor what are some of the key questions
0: well i have this joke um this comment that i make to novices uh my contractor shows up on a car he's off if you don't have a van a truck and and i don't see tools in it
1: maybe it's his uh, wife's car
0: hold on hold hold on i'm gonna (laughs) ask him i'm gonna ask him that question
1: okay
0: and in addition right i want to make sure his office is his truck Okay, because if he has an office, I can't afford him—not for residential. Okay. So those right off the bat, I'm, I'm looking at that. You know, because uh, how how could you get to a job site without the, the proper vehicle and bring equipment and and to, tools and materials? So right off the bat, that's really essential. So if you don't have that, your labor up, uh, your costs just went down. So uh, anyway, those are some of the red flags.
1: What other questions? do you recommend asking? Well,
0: uh, I, I need recommendations. Mm-hmm. And then I, you need to get out there and, and, and talk to And actually see the project. Yeah, see the thing. project and talk to people who recommended you. That's essential. Again, building a professional team. On those notes on a spreadsheet, you're saying recommended by this person and this is what they said so you can go back to them. I recommend that you have three for each skilled labor because not, they're not always available when you need them. You know, so you need a backup to move fast because a lot of times uh, deals are done quickly and uh, if you don't have the experience to walk through a house and make a determination on a spot like I do you gotta you gotta tap into these uh skilled labor these professionals to give you advice Mm -hmm. and uh they're not always available
1: Mm -hmm. so if you could pick up a certain skill instantly as it pertains to real estate development or construction what would it be I mean after 30 plus years in this business is there still a particular skill that you wish that you had that you don't have
0: well, for fun, I would love to uh be able to walk, uh, work with steel for fun. Just, you know, okay. I just like the indu- I like <laughs> industrial buildings. Okay. So there's a lot of steel. So um I like the flair arch- it's called architectural flair of of a uh, exposed ceiling, wiring, ductwork steel. That for fun I would love to do that. For benefiting myself or project, either be an electrician or HVC mechanic, or plumber. Those three would be essential. It would be really, really helpful, because those are the three highest, most expensive uh, uh, pricing in a residential uh, project, besides uh, uh, structural.
1: So folks, today we're talking with Stan Smith, a Germantown commercial real estate developer and mentor in the Jumpstart Germantown program. So Stan, talk a little bit more about what you enjoy most about mentoring.
0: You meet all kinds of shades of uh, ice cream flavors. It's amazing. I love when I meet the wives, uh, when they're, sometimes they're partners in crime. Other times they're just supporters. It adds a dimension to it, so it's great.
1: And uh, how, how important is that, particularly for people that don't have a background in real estate and don't have like any other role models in their immediate social well, circle of success in real estate?
0: Listen, having being married and having a partner in crime changed my life. Without my wife's strength to me, I, you know, I probably would have never achieved some of my goals. You know, her sacrifices and her, her support. So uh, I think it's important as a couple that you have, you're both in line, that this is going to be a commitment and you're going to uh, develop and, and you're going to put money into a- this.
1: Any advice on, to people that are in a relationship where... They don't have
0: to be, you don't have to be in real estate with him, just supporting the, the notion of his commitment, you know. Uh, sometimes I see... I have colleagues or mentees that are <clears throat> couples together, and that's also exciting because now you're talking about dual threat, you know. So. Oh,
1: that's the ideal situation. I'm thinking about the situation where, um, you know, particularly, you know, particularly in certain communities where people have not have not known anybody who has done real estate, and if they have, that person hasn't succeeded, and so it's kind of like, oh, it's too risky. Oh, you, you know, you shouldn't do that. You should, you should leave that to somebody who knows what they're doing. I mean, there's a lot of negativity. Some of us are really you know, surrounded by a lot of negative people.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's funny. My, my, my son who's going through training with me, and uh, and I'm giving him a lot.
1: How old, Heavy is, your, duty. How, how old is your son? Twenty six. Okay. Been
0: with me for two years. And uh, sometimes he makes some, uh, uh, I call it uh, rookie comments. And um, one of the, I, I got quite a few of these made that I, makes me crack up. But but one of them was, um, he says, Man, there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Meaning, you know, as a developer or an investor, you have to deploy. So you're rich and then you're poor. My wife has this joke with me, Honey, are you rich this month? No, honey, we're poor. Because you deploy, you know. So the highs and lows of, 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 of the investment cycle can make you nuts, you know. And if you don't time it right, like, listen. When you, Once you know <clears throat> how to make money and you know how to make money, it's an awesome feeling. So wh- the problem with that is that now deals are p- popping at you that you know you can make money and you're like, I just, ta- I just used up all my liquidity and I'm going to stretch myself if I do this. Well, when you're young and hungry, you're, you're taking the risk. And then the torture of, of trying to squeeze and make that work is, is terrible, you know? Mm-hmm. And you keep doing it to yourself, and you're just like, why am, "Why am I doing this to myself?" But you want to make that extra thirty, extra fifty, which is going to change your life down the, down the road, you know. So uh, you got to be disciplined about.
1: Well, that's really important. How do you how do you know what to say yes to and what to say no to? Because as somebody who does get a lot of opportunities, how do you prioritize well, which I, opportunities I, to pursue?
0: I, 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 now that I've learned and matured about uh, what I what I consider and I call the, uh, work smart, not hard, because one of the themes that I stress on uh, novices, and, the, and this is hard to understand for them at the beginning, is that you're gonna work hard and you should work smart. So I give them thresholds, just from experience. These are thresholds. Uh, I often get you know these silly um, opportunities of cash flow that are only making two, $300 a month, and I'm like, you're working hard and are smart for the same effort, you can make a lot more. Uh, for example, after 30 years, I have a staff, so I already know that if my income-producing property doesn't net a gross income of five thousand a month, it it's not going to support the staff. So I'm not doing smaller deals, and uh, but uh, but for that matter, the same concept goes to smaller uh, uh, investor who who I recommend try to make seven fifty per deal. So or you know, so now when you do ten houses, it adds up, you know, because at two fifty, three hundred, it'll take you too long to get there. You know, uh, right, so right. work smart, not hard.
1: So I know that you do the mentoring primarily on the residential side. And residential really is a good way for new people to kind of dip their toe into the real yeah, estate water yeah, sure. and, and kind of learn the ropes, so to yeah, speak. Residential
0: right? and, and mixed use. Uh, mixed use uh, in Germantown, for example, is most likely a uh, first floor commercial and, uh, and apartments above it. You know, it's a good, good great opportunity to get your feet wet. Uh, it's a different financing structure so so for novices it creates undue pressure because now there's different uh, bigger burdens or requirements. so residential tends to be an easier uh, financing structure for most banks if you get financing mm-hmm. so uh, that's what residential doing residential at first m- listen uh, most people <coughs> buy we call it flips buy rehab and sell to create liquidity. And, and after like every five, let's say every five to six deals, you're, you're capable of buying one and you hold one, you know. I, I always stress that, and this is uh, might sound a little bit outlandish, but I always stress that I've made more millions with an S at 50% ownership than at 100. And, and what that means is that at 100, I would have never bought it. At 50%, I was able to make money and uh obviously you want to try to do a hundred percent as much as you can but but you're not going to get there because uh, it's going you're gonna waiting for you to get liquid again it's gonna you're gonna lose out right so right. so it's a combination of mentoring investors for the rest of your life that's just part of the game and uh investors you know love it because a lot of the guys don't have time They, they need. The, they need the flexibility of, of supplemental income uh, besides their jobs. And uh, real estate is a great venture because of the collateral that you can have. And um, it's a hard piece you can look at. And if you're a, a, a novice, <clears throat> I tell you that become an operator and sell yourself to an investor. I can buy it. I can sell it. I can manage it. I can rehab it. I need you to put it, help me with the financial aspect of it, or help me with the down payment, or help me with the construction cost overruns, or help me with the the draw money, and I do the rest. You know, that's one way to simplify this and get get jump started with uh, uh, doing partnerships.
1: Mm-hmm. So, with regards to um, the with the people that you're working with so far, are there? Either any success stories, or are there any stories from your background? Let's. I'm um, on both ends of the spectrum. Um, a success story, or a, sto- a really cautionary tale. Either one.
0: <clears throat> I got my friend uh, Nick, which you would love that I mention his name, and uh, he's a colleague, uh, sort of a mentor, and uh, but he's sharp. Anyway, he likes buying properties in Oprah Darby, Delaware County. His gross rents around twelve fifty to fifteen hundred for a row home. He buys them around fifty to thirty. You know, does his usual. He he holds for cash flow. Uh, uh, and that's the monster that we got to talk about in a second. And he's accumulated enough now that uh, he's got a lot of equity and got a lot of cash flow. And uh, he knows and he's learning how to not go to banks and get the proper financing that that better serve him, which is great. Um, and he lives in a million-dollar house on the, on, the, uh, on the golf course. I was just there for his birthday the other day, loving it, you know, and he keeps it really simple and stupid, all right? So keep that in mind.
1: Buy and hold and cash flow. That's, right.
0: that's, his, that's, his, mm-hmm. game. that's mm-hmm. his game. That's his game. And every so often he'll decide to sell one just because he bought it so right and the work is so minimal that the equity is big enough that you cannot ignore it, you know. And then he'll do a 1031 exchange, so he can avoid the capital gains. Mm-hmm. Another level of, fin- of, of finesse of your journey of understanding the accounting principles well, that uh, huge, are available right? to you. You know, that's another factor of, of your journey, learning those those principles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, but uh, and he doesn't have to follow my path, and he kept it simple and stupid and done successfully. And then I've had another friend by the name of Jeff, who's <clears throat> a, a high school buddy of mine. And uh, I always make fun of him because um, he was awesome at buying, buying and selling, rehabbing and selling. He didn't do uh, foreclosures. He didn't do tax sales. He uh, did some bank REOs. What he really focused was two things. He, he went in to all the agents every week to say hi and get updated uh, uh, you know, to, to see their, their list. Work that to death. It helps when you're when you're friendly and, and uh, talkative and mm-hmm. and clean up. And then the other thing he would do is he knocked on doors. He grew up in Germantown. He knocked on doors and just stayed on top of the owners and became um, friendly enough to have a conversation and, and to stay up to date every mm-hmm. six months. So, and he kept it really simple and stupid. So that's another great advice to people. That mm-hmm. This so, could so, be done. So
1: basically figure out what your niche is and then just... Work it. Work it.
0: Yeah. So one thing that Nick, I forgot to mention about Nick, that does really well, uh, which is great, and I just used a technique recently, he goes to settlement in 10 days. So what does that do? Oh, many things. Uh, all, all of a sudden, all the brokers are calling you because they want to go to settlement and get the commission check. One. So now you don't have to work this guy for a new kitchen, a new bathroom. or I call it chocolates and flowers, which means you're saying thank you for your gratitude, That could be a ball game, lunch, dinner, even though it's great because you're you're building a relationship, which is part of your networking um, phase. But he goes to settlement quickly, and uh, so it gives an advantage to get all the better deals. Yeah, so he figured it out. You you, you use lines of credits, personal, and then you go back and stabilize it with a loan, and that's how he does it. Um, But it's a brilliant idea because he gets opportunities with better discounts because of that. And that's something I thought it was really attractive. Uh, I used it recently. I don't. I don't think it made a difference on the on the deal. Okay.
1: Because
0: they want it was for this seller it was all about the asking price. The, the, the mindset was I want my price. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I got that. So it wasn't about ten day settlement. He didn't care whether it's ten or thirty days. But usually thirty day settlement cash offers are 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 big incentive for a seller to uh, give you a discount.
1: What are your tips on how? A buyer can figure out what the seller's motivation is so that the negotiation can go a lot you, smoother. You know,
0: it's funny, there's so many variables in that discussion because you got to do your research on, on the property, the history, uh, understanding whether he's paid the property taxes, does he have liens on it, to give you an idea that we're truly in a distressed situation. Also, talking to them and being able to speak to them directly and, and find out, you know, next thing you know, they're getting divorced, all kinds of crazy stories you understand the uh, the, uh, the with the cloud over this guy's head and why he's distressed and 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 so all these variables add right. up my agents i remember my, some of my mentors were real estate agents would tell me that's not important i'm like wrong it's, it's huge, very right. important very yeah, important yeah like
1: so the the example of uh, an adult uh, son or daughter who has inherited yeah, that's The, the typical, childhood home, home and they just want to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're under stress for so many other things. They're yeah. settling the estate. It's like, so they're not going to be motivated by, they just want to get a clean transaction that can get done quickly. Uh,
0: yeah. Qu- they're not necessarily
1: going to uh, have uh, a high price and want to stick. That's correct. They might, but
0: No, no, I've had situations. Typically. I had one situation I remember here in Germantown, uh, kind of sad for me, because uh, the uh, memories in that house was really evident, you know. F- the house was fully loaded. A lot of memories. Uh, all the kids lived out of state, and they were overwhelmed with the death of the family, and they didn't want to deal with it. Plus, it's out of state. So Is the
1: death of the mom or the yeah? yeah, yeah. Finally,
0: the, the the last piece of the puzzle passed away, and um, everybody lived out of state, and uh, so it was a big to do to try to uh, unload this from the estate. And um, but you think they would make the effort to come in the house and take Maria really, yeah, via books, uh, furniture, you know, and. Couldn't believe they walked away from all of it, and uh, it was you know it was hard. went to a
1: landfill all that uh, stuff. Yeah,
0: most of it. Yeah, wow. I mean, usually what we do is we auction stuff. Okay. We bring an auction house, and they and I've had success. I remember one house I did, uh, I auctioned everything, and I and I gained like three thousand dollars, so it helped for the removal of mm-hmm. the cost. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, but you feel sad, you know? Oh yeah, you can, see. you can see letters and the books, and you're know, like, oh my goodness. But I understand the situation. The stress, uh, losing somebody is stressful enough. Never mind coming out of state to go back into a house and, right, and, and, right. and relive those memories. But that happens. That's often. That's not unusual. So. Uh,
1: and then the situation of divorce, where it might be acrimonious. Yep, yeah, divorce. It's kind of like so. Uh, so
0: many stories I could write a book. It's crazy. Uh, you know how life go- goes and changes.
1: Man. So can you think of is is there. Uh, is there a story, a personal story of yours that you can share of the one that got away? Was there was uh, there a deal? Yeah, that you yeah. Really it's
0: funny. Uh, I'm still this still bugs me. This is like twenty years later. I'm still thinking about this. So, uh, through my, I, I met a, um, I took a, a real estate class for um, to become an agent with a purpose, with a purpose only to be able to speak the same lingo, not necessarily to want to get the license. That wasn't my focus. I wanted to be an investor, 100%. I knew that. Um, even though it's not a wrong approach to do the both or do the other side, but for me. and So I met this gentleman who, uh, it's funny, he went to Penn State, got a history major, and went and got his license. I'm like, you could have skipped all that. But anyway, it worked out for him. And uh, we became friends at the class. And that guy, through his journey and his growth, probably sold me 25 home runs. All right. Wow. Just being is building a relationship, you know, and and buying properties. Uh, One thing he always told me, uh, which was uh, which was a compliment, he said, "You always went to settlement." So that means that you know, when I said, "Let's do it," I didn't fail, so he would call me back. So that was great. But anyway, um, he brought me this deal from a bank near Thirty Eighth and Spring Garden still an up and coming area at that time 20 years ago uh once you cross spring garden to Mantra at that time you would get killed so it's you know <laughs> it was close but it was it's still the drexel pen area it was a, a no brainer that this is going to come real fast soon soon and it was a, 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 a it was two buildings side by side by the bank and they were offering a great price <clears throat> but they said you can't come go in there so I drove by, and I went and knocked and talked to people, and it looked like, okay, this is work- workable. And um, I could have I got my butt in there. You know, I didn't. I could have. You know, you talk your way in. Bring a ladder if you have to. Go through every window. And What's,
1: what stopped you? Was it fear, or was it just kind of like, uh, ah, yeah, you were on the fence about it? Yeah, or? a little
0: bit on the fence about it, because, you know, uh, buying property side I've I've done it a lot, a lot. But at that time, so that
1: time okay. it
0: wasn't a lot for me, so so, so now it's a I know, black box, yeah. It's kind
1: of like, ah, uh. so
0: to this day, I drive by there and I want to cry because the area is a balloon and the, and the rents are high, and you know, and I should have done it, and I knew that I should have done it.
1: Was this right on a corner across from a church because there's a, there's a new construction apartment building going up Down on Spring Garden, yeah, yeah, no, so, uh, plenty. 37th or 38th,
0: yeah, no, uh.
1: It, close yeah, enough. Close yeah, enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I actually bought a property at the tax sale for ten grand on thirty eighth before you hit Spring Garden, and I waited the year of redemption. Even though it was a tenant, uh, I waited just because you know I was a novice and I was scared about redemption. Although I had some colleagues that lost properties at the tax sale via redemption because people were buying their redemption rights, investors. So so I sort of decided to rent a girl to the tenant was a female and uh-huh. say, oh, what's what's the rent you can afford? Okay. Just pay me. At least we had we had a tenant uh, relationship, landlord tenant relationship, which means I can go to this landlord tenant court, which is a three month transaction. If I had to, if she defaulted, whether versus going to a municipal way. So I was like, fine. If she fails to pay, I'll, I'll, I'll get it out. Blah, blah blah blah. But I waited a year. As soon as she moved out, I uh, I ran a rate. It spent twenty five grand, and I sold it to a dad for his for his two sons who are going to Penn, four hundred sixty five. You know. So tax sale was a great opportunity. So you know, I know that area. You know, oh,
1: that's great.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. But that kind
1: of makes up for the Spring Garden one, right? But right? the other one
0: was right around the corner. But I still cry about that because uh, subsequently after that, uh, you know, I folk when I was doing residential and I did my first ten years of doing this, I bought predominantly row homes. One, I'm not a to this date. I'm not. I'm not a, uh, a contractor. I don't want to be a contractor I don't want I don't have the the mindset to, to understand um, I don't know somehow it's not working but I've done it so much that you learn by experience that like a plumber with a toilet I've never installed a toilet but I can tell you how to do it better than a plumber can because I've seen it pay for it so many times but but anyway um, I did row homes and eventually they're cookie cutters and you become you realize that they're all the same and doing budgets is easy. So, so at that time, when I was doing row homes, I was cranking out like 16 to 20 a year. So I was really, well, I had a I had a setup. Not making a lot of money. I only made like, when I averaged it all out, it was probably like 12000 on a property at the time. Uh, but when you add 12 times 16 or 20, it adds up, you know, especially when 30 to, to, you know, 20-something years ago. So so it, was, so it turned out to be uh, beneficial for me. Uh, but anyway, um, uh I already knew then it's either gonna be seven thousand dollars, which is you know, rug, paint, you know, clean up, blah blah blah, touch up, or it's gonna be fourteen, which is a, a big rehab, or twenty four, which is a total rehab. It fit in those three categories. It was that mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. So once I figured that out, I was like, Yeah, I can buy a side on scene. I just peek it through the window. I, I know what this is. I know what that stain looks like. That's not a that's not a roof stain. That's a that's a toilet stain. You know, when you start looking through the windows and getting on a ladder, got you know, and, right. uh, and once you go in, you go, "I know what I got to do here," and I just plug them and, in, and I said, "And scenario. just make
1: your make your offer appropriately." Yeah, it's like that's yeah.
0: So I did. So I I probably could sell you probably about thirty houses uh, without getting in. I don't recommend it because it's risky. But I built a confidence level and a knowledge level to, to ascertain that risk and, and reduce it. So it worked for me. Uh, but don't recommend it.
1: <laughs> What's something you believed earlier in your career but you think about differently now?
0: L- listen, um, just being, this is my biggest ab- ab- advice for everybody. C- controlling your destiny, it's, it's amazing. Just knowing that I'm in, in charge. It's just, It's uh, powerful. You know, to know that my hard work is going to pay off down the line, and I'm going to benefit from all the all the hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that was probably be, be the, my biggest comment.
1: And for for folks that are trying to look ahead, you know, where do you see uh, Philly going in the next 12 to 18 months? Are there certain neighborhoods where you see like a lot of opportunity for well, for real estate investors?
0: That's a uh, detailed conversation. Okay. But to keep it simple and stupid, which works, by the, by the way.
1: Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> we, we should. <laughs> keep we it should. simple and stupid. Yeah,
0: we should. Um, for example, you, yeah, the website, you know, the Internet is a powerful tool for information. Um, I can... Oh, Although people
1: use it as a crutch. People use it as a substitute for what you were talking about with your friend. Was it Nick?
0: Networking. Or oh, they, getting
1: out and... You know, canvassing neighborhoods, yeah,
0: Jeff. Jeff, yeah. Jeff, yeah. talking to folks, actually
1: yeah. getting out there.
0: Yeah, there's like 15 different ways you can say, "Hey, let's find distressed properties," and that's one of them. You know, and Jeff happened to do real well at that. I don't have patience, so, so that doesn't Internet, work. Right. They, they didn't work for me. I can be nice. I just don't know if I can be nice that long.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, Question. with with neighborhoods. So okay, so, so I, like something I, like I, a Mantua, like a Mantua. I remember.
0: Is I remember now. So. For example, I saw an article, I read the paper, which is essential to read, everyday guys, just highlight it through. Uh, you'll see Kenan there every so often, so it's kind of fun. But What uh, paper are we talking uh, about? Philadelphia Inquirer, for okay. example, because okay. uh, okay. it represents Philadelphia. You just highlight it, but you're always going to find like trends and ideas. Uh, you get the same information from the web when you start signing up with uh, the real estate uh, related uh, stories, but... Just trends next thing you know you're finding out that hey there's a website that brings me specific areas where where uh, gentrification is happening <clears throat> which by the way it's it's a it's a that's a two day conversation <laughs> I don't want to touch but uh, it has a good and the bad with it but but for example, you know I see this article I go on a website, I find out that they give me the uh the zones of all the, all the, uh, the greatest gentrification areas in Philadelphia. So it tells me now, you know, Fishtown, South Philly, uh, Brewery Town, all these areas where there's a lot of activity. So obviously, you know, you're saying to yourself, well, I should be.
1: Booked. But isn't it, by the time the Philadelphia Inquiry reports it, isn't it kind of like the, it's, not, no, it's, too, it's too late?
0: You will succeed. Okay. All right. When I started out, I thought there were so many people in real estate. No. Uh, you know, that, you know. I realize it doesn't matter if i if I do my homework, I'll be fine. I just do one deal at a time, okay? So, and now there with social media and the internet it seems to be there's more people than ever, uh, no doubt. But yeah. if you're educated and you're, and you're focused, you'll do just fine. Uh, you can find uh, opportunities. All right, so don't be discouraged.
1: So besides the one that got away, is there another dream real estate project that, that you'd like to... Well,
0: hold on. Now that oh. you mentioned that, I've sold uh, plenty of properties. This is good advice about getting away. I've sold plenty of properties that I've... You're not supposed to fall in love with real estate, not even your house, okay? Don't fall in love with your house. It's still, still an in- investment mechanism. But anyway, I've sold enough properties in my life that I wish i would kept those properties. They were just perfect for me. And, uh, uh, but those properties, those gains allow me to move up and moving up, allow me to make more money. So the, so to uh, so keep it simple, the bigger the mortgage, the more money you make. <laughs> okay. So even though I look back and say, I wish I had that, I wish I had this, uh, they allow me to move to the next level, get into better opportunities because they're the bigger cash flow, mm-hmm. you know? So now my threshold of seven fifty went to a thousand. I remember that. Then my threshold went to twenty five hundred a month. I'm not touching that unless I make twenty five hundred. Now I'm at five thousand. You know. Same with a mortgage. When I started out, I remember uh, doing tax sales. When I only had you know a uh, little bit of money and, and credit cards, I remember a ten grand tax sale scared me. Right? That was that's how, that's how green I was. Then I remember as I moved on. A $100,000 loan, oh, no, no, that's too big for me, right? And then I always said to myself, I'm never going to sign on a $1 million dollar loan. Man, I'm dying to sign on a $10 million loan now, okay? so oh, that's great. So, but it's so funny how your mindset wasn't right, and you were scared because you lacked education or opportunities. and uh...
1: So, Stanford, people out there who are listening and want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Where can they find you online? Well,
0: you know, I have a number of uh, emails. Uh, Stan at Philly onecom or Stan at Smith Uh, smithewson.com, uh Smith Houston is my, my management LLC or S Corp where I put payroll and, you know, and I separate the contracts from the LLCs. So I, I love um, spending the time it takes to, uh, it's rewarding to, to educate. So don't be afraid to ask. Even when I'm cranky, don't be afraid okay, to ask. Okay. I'm still gonna, still going to love you.
1: Okay. <laughs> Even when I'm cranky, okay. I'm still
0: going to love you. So don't be, don't be ashamed about that.
1: Sounds good. So, folks, we've been talking today with Stan Smith, a Germantown commercial real estate developer and a mentor in the Jumpstart Germantown program. Thank you for coming in today. It was great meeting you. Great talking to you.
0: Likewise. Awesome.
1: So that's a wrap, folks, for another episode of the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show. Remember, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play or Spotify. Just do a search for Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio and hit the subscribe button. And you can also find past episodes on our website, which is jumpstartgermantown.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next week with another fine interview. Until then, have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.